ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the debut of the Fretzelmania podcast. I'm going to start with a pay-per-view that um, holds a very special significance in my life, as it is one of the first wrestling pay-per-views that I actually watched live the day of. And also, at the end of this uh, event, I saw a sign with my, my last name on it, and I always thought it was pretty cool. So, it was the first WWE pay-per-view I watched live. I think the first actual one I ever did was Halloween Havoc 98, and that might be a review for another day. So, I had friends with satellite dishes that had one of those little cards that you could kind of not really, yeah, okay, actually steal pay-per-view and movie channels. I guess you could call it a precursor to to a BitTorrent's. So what I would do is I would buy like a bulk case of blank tapes. Ooh, member tapes? And I would get them filled up with with everything. I think I had everything wrestling related from about uh, Survivor Series Deadly Game until about the invasion storyline, I think. It was it was a it was a long run. So there was a WrestleMania-themed party hosted by my lifetime friends, the Seymour family. Sh- shout out to the Seymours. They're, they're, they're an awesome bunch of people from my hometown. Now, the oldest son played minor hockey with my older brother for, for years and years. You know, his sister was my age, and we went through school together like I've known her since kindergarten. Lauren, how are you? Oh, their, their mother cut my hair. She had a small town a hair salon shop just down the street from my house, and their father coached my brother and the old the oldest brother there in in minor hockey with my father. So small towns, man. But what I would do is I would chip in a fiver and a couple bags of Doritos and enjoy the show. Looking back, WrestleMania 15 was a just a big hot mess of rebooking and plans changing and just a Russo, right? Uh, Both Bruce Pritchard and the Attitude Era podcast have reviewed this to death, and I highly recommend listening to them both. You know, Pritchard especially, as he was working backstage as an agent at the time, and, you know, Kevin Madden from the Attitude Era podcast, he gives great fan insight, but I also love hearing about people who were there, and it gives it a fresh paint of coat because, well, you know. So without further ado, here's what I would do. Starting off with a hardcore championship, I'd have Dr. Death Steve Williams wrestling hardcore Holly and Al Snow. Remember JR's short-lived heel turn? Yeah, me neither. I'm going to break up my neuralizer from Men in Black and erase that from our minds. What? <laughs> So after recovering from the brawl for all, <gasps> sorry, one more. <gasps> I don't think that's the sound it makes. I haven't seen Men in Black in 20 years. <clears throat> so Williams is going to be thrust right into the hardcore division for now. You know, the match itself is going to be hard hitting with weapons and comedy. You know, a classic WWF hardcore match. After Holly hits the Falcon Arrow, which at the time was called the. <clears throat> A holly cost. R- really? Hmm. I'm sorry. So after a falcon arrow on the chair to Al Snow, 
Williams grabs Holly and goes on a stampede. An Oklahoma stampede, to be exact. So Death bounces Holly, Holly's back off an exposed turnbuckle before power slamming him through a table to win the hardcore title. And no, JR is not going to mark out and be involved. Like before, because of his Bell's palsy, JR is going to be only calling the main event. Next. The Tag Team Championship with Owen Hart and Jeff Jarrett versus the New Age Outlaws. There's been tension in the ranks of DX before. Spoiler alert. Their eventual split later on. The Outlaws will have an early advantage, and the title is seemingly won before a miscommunication leads to a victory roll by Owen and the win, and the Outlaws argue on their way out of the ring and push each other. Dissension. Smellness. Next, the Intercontinental Championship in a Lion's Den match. Yep, I'm bringing in the Lion's Den, the old UFC octagon, to WrestleMania because, because why not? But Ken Shamrock against the Beast Dan Severn with not only the best mustache in wrestling, but one of the best entrance themes. Now, it was used later by Dr. Death, so obviously in this match, Dr. Death won't have a theme. Maybe it'll be some kind of rock remix of the Boomer Sooner uh, victory song, you know, like the JR's theme. The Beast makes his return at the Royal Rumble to target Charisma Ken, but is often jumped by the corporation. So, after he tears through every member, tapping them out, Severin finally challenges Ken Shermock to a Lion's Den match. You know, their history in UFC is written into this, and Shermark will use the brass knuckles, lock in the ankle lock, and of course, the Beast is passed out, and he'll win via Stone Cold Bleeding Too Much at WrestleMania 13-like. And coming up next, the legendary Bart Gunn versus Butterbean in a brawl for all. <clears throat> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, we're, we're not booking that train wreck. Uh, Bart's released and Butterbean doesn't touch the WWF again because, as we know, he had a boxing match against Mark Merrow at a near house DX and it was. Yeah, it was pretty bad. So. Yeah, there's nothing. Maybe we'll roll out some Hall of Famers here for the nostalgia pop. I know this is where. Grill Monsoon had his last public appearance before his unfortunate passing later that year. But let's let's have a hall of, let's have a Hall of Fame thing here. Let's bring let's bring out Gorilla Monsoon for the nostalgia pop. Coming up next, the streak continues, or does it? The Undertaker versus Gangrel in a Hell in the Cell match. We have the Lord of Darkness versus the Lord of Vampires. I believe Gangrel was called something like Vampire Lord or Vampire Warrior or something on the Indies, was he? Hit me up. Hit me up on Twitter, let me know. So after the brood refused an offer from the ministry, random members of the ministry are being bathed in blood. And whenever the Undertaker is nearby, he always uses his dead man magic to disappear and get out of being gooped. And we only see an empty pool of blood. It's like the rapture, except the rapture is not real because it's false theology. And I'm not here to discuss theology, so moving on. 
Midian and Viscera tease living the ministry for the brood, but Taker just flogs them and just beats the crap out of them constantly and viciously. Eventually, Paul Bearer is kidnapped, and Gangrel appears on the Titan trying to give an ultimatum. A match at WrestleMania. I don't know what he sounds like, I'm sorry. <laughs> for control of the ministry, or Paul Bearer loses blood. I mean, while well, Gangrel is a vampire, isn't he? So, we get mind games. Gong. Lights out. Boom. Bloodbath. Finally, Taker gets gooped. Gangrel vows to turn the ministry into something like the brood, a brotherhood, where, you know, you can have these people being themselves, not have to suffer under the regime of a brainwashed dark emperor. Good. Good. Let the hate flow through you. So, you got Undertaker appearing first in the ring, and the lights go out again. And we see little drops of blood beginning to drip from the top of the cell as the brood make their awesome through the flames entrance that everybody gave their creator wrestler in WrestleMania 2000. I mean, come on. So, the match goes all over the place, all over the cell, on top of beneath, on top of beneath to the outside, etc. Uh, Gangrel hits the implant DDT on the top of the cell, but since pinfalls only count from the ring, and this isn't Judgment Day 2002, it won't help. So the brood try to interfere, but they're all just chokeslammed through the tables by a Taker. Eventually, Taker gets the tombstone and its curtains, the Ministry come out dressed as druids and take the brood away, not crucifix style. You know, seemingly to sacrifice them. So we're going to have the same in real life segment here. Triple H will go over Kane. China turns on Kane to join DX. I mean, to join Triple H to make DX look strong and unified. Until Shane O'Mac over X-Pac for the European Championship. Same match, same result. However, this is where I would have X-Pac drop the title. I wouldn't have Shane win it on a random episode of Raw. Um, X so X-Pac will walk into Philly. I think this is in Philly, right? He walks into there as champ. Triple H turns heel. The Outlaws come out to help. But not only does Triple H turn, so does Billy Gunn. And they both join the corporation. Uh, Mankind and Big Show, same thing. Mankind will win via disqualification after a show chokeslams him on the chair, seemingly taking him out of refereeing this match. So McMahon will be like, I'm going to be the special guest referee. Oh, but you'll see that that doesn't work. Women's Championship. Luna Vachon over Sable to win the title. This was allegedly the plan had Luna not... You know, maybe she had a backstage kerfuffle or something, or they just changed, or Russo just changed plans at the last minute. So anyways, Luna wins the title and sends Sable packing to Turd Smuggling City. And then she hitchhikes to Suplex City and happily ever after. And finally, the WWF Championship match. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock. Naturally, Austin goes over. Vince tries to assert himself as the referee, but is thwarted 
by Commissioner Shawn Michaels to say, well, then man, because you took out, took out Foley, here's Earl Hebner. Of course, ref bump, Foley comes out in a sling, who throws out Vince, who's trying to interfere. Austin hits a stunner. Boom. One, two, three. And Austin, like in real life, is the new WWF champion. So this is just a quick dry run to see how podcasting will work for me, guys. I'm going to release these, release this. I'm going to show you the Patreon chat and rant with Ant. Uh, the Game Changer, I'll shout you guys out too. The Kings of the Rings podcast, get a shout out. Um, all you guys are inspiring me to at least try this. So, yeah, this is it for now. Maybe I'll release something in the new year or... Yeah, so follow me at the Legendary JF on Twitter. Also on Instagram, the Legendary JF. And on Spreaker, fretzelmania.spreaker.com fretzelmania.wordpress.com that's f-r-e-t-z-l-e mania t-t-f-n ta-ta for now